0: Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, the largest ministry focused exclusively on ending abortion in America. It is great to have you with us for our time of prayer. I look forward to this each day because I want to lift up your intentions to the Lord, give you an opportunity to lift up one another's intentions, and delve into the Word of God, which along with the Eucharist is our bread of life. It's Jesus speaking to us, So let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Feel free to put in the comments any specific prayer intentions you have, as you're always welcome to do. And let's turn to him now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we come before you with the greatest reverence and awe, with fear and trembling for our salvation, and out of an acknowledgment of your infinite majesty and power. And at the same time, we come. We do not fear to come. We come because we know you love us more than we love ourselves. You want what is good for us more even than we want it. Purify us of sin, no matter how painful that repentance might be, and enable us to spur one another to good works and virtue. Stay on the straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life, which few find, as your Son told us, but which we indeed Have hope of finding and embracing and being faithful to, because we are His, and there is no snatching out of Your hand. Help us, Father, live this day in Your grace, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, this is a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Each must do as already determined without sadness or compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Moreover, God is able to make every grace abundant for you, so that in all things, always having all you need, you may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, He scatters abroad, He gives to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. The one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know as well as I, there are certain verses of Scripture that are much more popularly used than others. I mean, we have to pay attention to every verse of Scripture, but obviously some are going to be more familiar in the popular realm. And today's is one of them. God loves a cheerful giver. But what happens is that the more popularly familiar a particular verse of Scripture is, the more it tends to be reduced in its meaning. Uh, The richness of its meaning, the depths of its significance tend to be diluted precisely because of the popular use. And when it comes to God loves a cheerful giver, you know, most of the time people are referring it to, oh, here, let me give a contribution to the poor. Oh, but I'm going to give it cheerfully. Not as if it's being robbed from me. I'm going to give it cheerfully. Now, that applies That's true. When we give alms, and we should be giving alms, we should be giving to charitable causes. Hopefully you're giving to our ministry as we save the lives of the unborn. ProLifeGift.org But we give in, in whatever way we're led to give, and we should do it cheerfully. But it doesn't just mean contributions. Look at the context of the verse. Each must do as already determined without sadness or compulsion. So bountifully, so what? So spread the seed of the word of God. What are we to give? Well, first of all, we are to give ourselves to the Lord, and then we are to give the Lord to the world. We are to give ourselves to Him. So sowing bountifully, first of all, means that we go into the field of the kingdom of God in this this world, that has broken into this world, we as faithful disciples, as as members of that kingdom, and we obey the Lord. So the first generous giving that we are to do cheerfully is to keep the commandments. We are to sow love. Love starts with obedient faith. We keep the commandments. When when the commandments restrict our lust, our greed, our pride, we have to humble ourselves. We have to stop ourselves from acting in a certain way. They might might, uh, curb our rage or our, our temptation to lash out with anger at somebody. There's where we have to be cheerful. I'm going to be a cheerful obeyer of the commandments. I'm going to cheerfully welcome the limits that the commandments place on my otherwise unbridled passions. God loves a cheerful giver. What are we giving? Paul says, offer your bodies as a spiritual sacrifice to the Lord. Virtue of chastity. God loves a cheerful giver. We're cheerful when we run away from temptation. When we put those limits on our behavior, when we cut off those occasions of sin, God loves a cheerful giver. Secondly, giving God to the world. Are you witnessing to the gospel? You're sowing the seed of the Word of God, parents to your children. You cheerfully reveal to them who God is, how to pray, what the commandments are, why we go to church, what the Mass means, how to read the Bible. God loves a cheerful giver. You're witnessing to your faith at whatever opportunity God gives you to to witness, and you do it with full cheer. God loves a cheerful giver for those who preach the Word of God. Oh, my goodness. Not under sadness and compulsion, but cheerfully giving the people what they deserve. Those who go into the pulpit, those who have a responsibility in the church for teaching the gospel. It's not up to them what they teach you. It's not up to them. They have the duty to teach you the fullness of the Word of God. They don't have the authority to withhold or dilute certain portions of it, and they don't have the authority or the right to confuse you as if it's some kind of game. Oh, let me throw some confusion into the mix and let them battle it out and see what the result is. That's religious Marxism. Let's divide this, the, the believers from the unbelievers. Let's divide the conservative from the more progressive. That's, that's religious Marxism. You don't go in there and try to mess things up or create division in the church by sowing confusion, and yet there are some in the church today to their shame that do that. No, God loves a cheerful giver. We embrace the gospel in its totality, and we proclaim it in its totality. God loves a cheerful giver, finally, inasmuch as we cheerfully receive the persecutions that not might come, but will come, and that we cheerfully offer to the Lord the sufferings that inevitably not might come, but will come. Defend the unborn, as so many of you do, along with me, and you'll be treated like them. You'll be aborted. You'll be excluded. You'll be deprived of various titles and positions. So, what? God loves a cheerful giver. If you're going to be a cheerful giver, you've got to give something. You're going to be sacrificing something. Some of you have lost your jobs because you've been faithful to your conscience. Some of you have been fined. Some of you have been arrested because you've been not not because you've done any crime or, or done any wrong or done any violence, but because you have put fidelity to God above everything else. You've lost relationships, you've lost friends because you've witnessed to the truth of God about marriage or life or sexuality or justice or love. Good. God loves a cheerful giver. We cheerfully sacrifice the peace, the reputation, the Convenience that we might have had, had we not been faithful. God loves the one who cheerfully chooses fidelity over comfort, who cheerfully chooses the favor of God over the favor of human beings, even family. Thank you, Lord, for this cheerful grace. Thank you, Lord, for enabling us to run, not just to obey, but to run in the way of your commandments. May we always be cheerful in giving of ourselves, in giving you to the world, and in enduring the suffering that results. We pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Friends, I also want to uh, point you to another prayer at prayercampaign.org, which by now I hope you are are very familiar with. It's all our prayer campaigns during the course of the year at various special times. We have different novenas, and we're approaching the Feast of the Assumption, as you know, in the Catholic Church, and we honor the victory of Jesus Christ in the life of Mary His mother by Him having preserved her from death. It's not a separate power of Mary. It's the power of Jesus Christ being manifest. And so we have this novena for the Assumption, this prayer for life that you'll find at prayercampaign.org. And I'd like to say that with you now, too, before we conclude. Lord Jesus Christ, you have conquered the power of death and opened for humanity the hope of eternal life in body and soul. You granted your mother a share in heavenly glory and did not allow decay to touch her body. As we rejoice in the Assumption of Mary, Grant us new confidence in the victory of life over death and renewed reverence for the human body. As we honor Mary assumed into heaven, may we proclaim the hope of your gospel that you want every human life seated on your throne. May that hope strengthen us to protect every life here on earth. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, for joining me. Spread the word about these programs, as always. Do consider cheerfully donating to our work. ProLifeGift.org, we rely on you. Or you may be donating in other ways. You can call our number, 321 501,000. What an easy phone number to remember. 321 Call our office and ask about ways that you can support our work. We welcome you. You are part of our Priest for Life family. And, uh, well, with the exception of those enemies who tune into our programs every now and then because they failed at everything else, so they don't have anything else to do. Yes, we have our enemies. We have our critics. Uh, You know, to them, uh, I say, no, you know, you're uh, you're not going to get away with what you're trying to do. Just go your unmerry way. But the rest of us, we are united. We are making progress. We will have victory in Christ. Thanks, friends, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.